This is The Bunt, the number one podcast in skateboarding, brought to you by the number one shoe in skateboarding. Vans. Off the wall since 1960, motherfucking six. (laughs) Drop that bitch. I can't believe we are already at episode 11. It's crazy how time flies when the bun is in season, man. I'm D Jones. I got my main man, the ghost, with me. As always, we got Antoine behind the scenes. It's a cool thing. I'm just flabbergasted at how fast this one's gone by, dog. Yo, same here, man. I mean, I, f- I feel like we timed this one pretty nice. For- we're going into December. We'll have a nice little Christmas break and then hopefully be back before y'all know it. Um, but yeah, fuck, man. Almost, what, it was 10 weeks in, 11 weeks in? It's crazy out here. It's fucking insane, man, the way we churning these things out like clockwork these days. <laughs> um, with that being said, still just a fucking absolutely massive episode on deck for this week. Break it down for the people. Oh man, big episode. Gotta shout out Mason Silva, the official, unofficial talent booker of the bunt. He lined us up with none other than Taylor Kirby. And I just got two words to describe that motherfucker, man. And that's real one. Taylor Taylor and us had a just an awesome conversation, an honest conversation. And uh, he's just a dope dude, man. So hype for the people to hear this one. Then we taking y'all straight to the post office. Real fun post office this week. Some good stories, some uh, some heartfelt shit, and some laughs, of course. Then, you know what I'm saying, straight to the rundown. We covering, what is, is it, week 12 this week? NFL, little NBA. You know what time it is, man. Let's get into this shit. Make sure to follow us on Instagram, at The Bunt Live. Some of the greatest content available on instagram over there at the bunt live you know switch smiths for life (laughs) i was gonna say it but someone chimed in and then make sure to follow us on youtube at the bunt live and then head over to our patreon patreon.com slash the bunt and we also have a website thebuntlive.com ghost no top five this week we gonna let it simmer we've been doing every other week but with next week being the last episode, we got to go out with a bang. So we going to let it simmer for now. But there's always time for a shout out of the week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Busy week in skateboarding. You know what I'm saying? It's like Sodi season. Everyone's fucking dropping shit left, right, and center. But a couple parts that uh, stood out to me. One, I'm going to butcher the pronunciation, but Pitar. Stanchev just destroying Barcelona. I don't know if you saw that part. Um, it's on Thrasher, and the homie is just going buck wild. Nolly Trang, like Brian Herman, uh, 
just swagged out on all his tricks that was a great part and uh definitely go peep that and then another one stevie Culhane, Culhan in the ole skateboards magia saw that one on free skate mag man it must be nice to fucking have pop like that and pop every trick just beautifully so make sure you go peep that and then let's give the people one more man the max allure shout out carl watson just it's great to see ogs give back to the youth and the next generation looks like he took his squad to detroit and they went nuclear out there so you got a team montage and then it ends with a uh, Lil Dre part, keeping it fresh. Uh, another fun watch, man. Turn up. A lot of shit popping these days, man. We got to get that man Lil Dre in the building, dude. Would be fun to pick his brain. Emergency interruption to the intro. Sorry, everyone. I just finished watching Nigel Houston's Need That Part the morning after we finished recording. So... I just didn't feel right about waiting to talk about this next week in shout out of the week. What the hell did I just witness? I think that was just 12 minutes of the most incredible, stunty, but also still looking good skating I've ever seen in my life. Naja's definitely been thirsty for Sodi in the past with his last second parts and clearly trying to get it. But if there was ever a year, and this year is certainly heating up, oh my lord, I think this has got to be it. I think Tyshawn's dropping one more part, so I don't want to officially pick Nyjah just yet. And I know I've been switching my pick every damn week, it feels like. But I just don't think there's anything we're going to see that is going to eclipse that. And if Nyjah doesn't win it, actually, I'll reserve, you know, I'll wait till, till Tyshawn's part. But... I'm tempted to say this shit is rigged if Nyjah doesn't win after what we just saw. I didn't give his last part shout out of the week because it felt a little substandard for him. And I think I was right because that was clearly just some shit he put together to kind of add some drama before this came out. This fool is on another level. And I was so glad to see that the damn annoying ass camera that distorts shit wasn't used in it. I think uh, that's the Ty Evans thing, but this one was filmed mostly by Aunt Travis. Masterful job. Naja, I gotta take my hat off to you, dog. That shit was fucking incredible. And probably a random clip to most, but I think my favorite clip was just that straight switch crook on that gigantic rail. But holy fuck, the whole part beginning to end was mind bending. And um, fuck. The Mandem's recovering from a torn ACL. I'm sure Sodi would make him feel real nice, even though that's not what the award's about. Uh, he's never deserved it more, so congrats on a fucking epic part, man. And major shout-out to that fakey shove on flat <laughs> on the way to the switch front heel. Oh, and I know I love switch smiths, but switch heel front smith? I think that one might land in the illegal category. Nonetheless part was fucking insane so like the ghost said taylor kirby in the building for this week's episode vans gang so it was just a matter of time and there's only one thing left to do before we get it popping ghost place an order for maker pizza please all right 
The people are tired of me always eating pepperoni. I like I'm Ricky from Trailer Park Boys. Well, cut me some slack because this week we coming in hot. Let me get a Napoli dynamite. I let me get a fucking cheese pie. Yeah, classic. And maybe a Tropic Thunder. And of course, a little pepperoni, too, because fuck it. Why not? Dr. Pepperoni. Let's go, baby. The ghost showing some range with his Maker Pizza order this week. Maddie Matheson, tell him what you get when you order Maker Pizza. This is literally the best pizza in the world. All right, ghost, let's get this interview popping. All right, y'all, we got Taylor Kirby in the building today. What's cracking, man? Nothing much. Just finally got my computer set up. <laughs> Yeah, sometimes yeah. got to go through a little te- technical difficulties before we get Always. it going. But here we are, man. And we start every show off the same. Hit us with your favorite skate moment and your favorite sports moment. Huh, all right, favorite skate moment that I was a part of, probably going to be, uh, I want to say 2013 or 14, we were skating Crenshaw High School. There's a million spots there you guys would recognize, but... Anyways, we, we came up, living in San Diego at the time, we came up for the Death Wish video premiere years ago, and probably at the school for two or three hours, um, next thing you know, we go to leave, and we got locked in to the school. So oh, uh, we look for a janitor, we look for anyone for like 30 minutes, 40 minutes, and then finally, uh, we just came to the conclusion, you know, we're all like 19 years old, 20 years old, that we were going to just try to, you know, Heath Kirchhardt it. Um, out of the school, like from the end, where they bust through the gates in the van, <laughs> and uh, we we had this. My buddy uh, Jacob Nunez had this big, big like van, green van that we all rolled in. So most of the homies got in the van, and we just tried to blast through the gate, and uh, <laughs> it, it didn't work. We broke the gate, like it was one of those I don't know, fifteen foot tall fences, and the whole thing caved in, but it stayed locked. No, like destro- destroyed oh. the front of his car, and r- right when that happened, a guy walks up. You know, we're we're talking. We're at a ghost town of a school for looking for anyone, and sure enough, as soon as we hit the gate, a guy walks up with keys. He's like, "What the fuck are you guys doing?" Oh, and no. uh, yeah, so Buddy gets the keys from him, and he, you know, he's like kind of confused, but not like furious yet. And we unlock the gate and just drag this broken thing from both sides and just like peel out of there. The van's making crazy noises because he just dented the hood and the engine. And uh, we fucking flew out of Crenshaw and <laughs> went straight to uh, the Death Wish video premiere. And we're just like still shaking from thinking we're about to get wrapped up. But oh, fuck. Jesus. So no backlash at all from driving into it. Yeah. And it was a good, a good ass day skating. Like everyone got shit at Crenshaw High. So we were just like juiced and then. Yeah, I thought we were superheroes. God damn. <laughs> yeah, there's there's footage of it too somewhere. I'll, I'll, I'll try to find it. Yeah, we got to find that shit. What about favorite sports moment? Um, that I'm involved with or... Either. Yeah, either uh, or. You played sports? Yeah, my parents kind of made me when I was in like first and second grade. Uh, I was... I played soccer, baseball and basketball i had to be in something at all times because my parents didn't want me just like piling out from a young age so they're like Fuck it, you're in sports but i don't know my favorite moment was like realizing that sports weren't for me 
the coaches, the the uniforms, the the never trying hard enough, and like, I don't know. I I I was riding a skateboard during all those seasons, and I could you know I could go left out of my driveway, I could go right. It didn't. No one told me shit, so I was like, <laughs> this ain't it. But around that time in the NBA was when uh, Kobe and Shaq were doing the, they did the three-peat. Yes. That was our home team. So like my whole family would watch it together and they were just unstoppable. So that was, that's probably the, my favorite like professional sports moment. That, or even 2020, uh, after Kobe passed, that sucked, but we ended up taking home the basketball and the baseball title that year. So that was kind of special mm-hmm. as well. Yeah, we'll but. stick with the... Uh 2000 2001 2002 championships we don't need to yeah. talk about them lebron lakers nah nah it's it, it, it <laughs> was cool to be in the city to feel the energy but no nah, it's that it's that the new lakers isn't the lakers at all no to dude. me we're on the same page there man all right i'll take that so yo take us back to the beginning where'd you grow up and how'd you get into skating uh, so I grew up in San Clemente, California. It's a little beach town, about an hour south of, of Los Angeles, and really famous for surfing. There's uh, a, like a break called Trestles, and it's maybe seven blocks from where I grew up. So everyone in the city surfs. And so when I was allowed into my front yard, whatever age that was, like, you know, three years old when I was playing out front. There was already kids skating in the street, uh, older neighbors. So I don't really remember seeing skating for the first time. It was just always around, which is like such a Southern California thing, you know, like Mm -hmm. you're just born on a board pretty much. But uh, I didn't really care. I just, I enjoyed skating, but I did everything else kids do, you know, like biking and, and surfing, all that. And then it wasn't until like, I don't know, fourth grade that I started really caring yeah i guess fourth grade i was i started skating contests and meeting other other Damn. other homies um yeah i know that's young as hell right mm-hmm. <laughs> but in california we have castle california amateur skateboard league it sounds corny but everyone in the industry that's from california used to skate that shit i was you know i grew up with with louis uh lopez with riley donovan piscopo figgy you name it like everyone that's from California would skate these contests and they're once a month at a different skate park all over, uh, SoCal. So in fourth grade, I started meeting, you know, people that were more skaters. They weren't just surfers that happened to skate. Right. And I was like, Oh, this is, this is where it's at. Like, this is my home. So like, yeah, from, from fifth grade, I became pretty much best friends with, with Riley and, and the homies in San Diego. And that was, probably the the thing that pushed me over the edge that was like all right like surfing ain't it you know biking's not it like this is this is my family here damn man. Up, yeah, man. i spent some time in san Clemente, so it's uh it's really dope. oh yeah our, our buddy josh clark lives there so i went and stayed with him for like a week and um i just gotta say it's dope that you picked skating over surfing in that town because damn some surf addicts around there dude everything Everything is surfing. It's it's everyone on my street lives there because we live next to that surf break. You know, my yeah. dad, my entire childhood surfed before the sun rose. It's surfing donuts, surfing chicken, <laughs> surf shop, surf team. It's just like fucking shoved down your throat. And then my best friend got stolen from me that I'd skate with, 
and he just like only started surfing with a pro surfer's son. And it was at that point that I was like, all right, I, I don't dislike surfing. I hate it. And <laughs> that, was a, that was a bad mistake because I should have just learned how to surf when I was little because now I'm kind of missing out on, you know, free fun. Like Rowan and a bunch of homies go surf every morning now, you know, and Damn. It's, it's a different, different outlook now that I'm grown up. So I'm, I'm regretting not learning as a kid. But, yeah, I'm happy I stuck with skating. Oh, so are sure. you trying to surf now? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, I mean, I can I can cruise. I can stand up and, you know, catch the face of the wave and all that jazz, but I, I'm not, like, impressive. <laughs> you can't tell people you're from San Clemente looking like a duster out there, man. Exactly. Yeah, I'm just a poser. <laughs> so what would you consider was your first big break in the skate industry? First big break? Fuck, I feel like I'm still waiting for it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, I, I like like break as in getting into the industry kind of deal. Get like yeah, sponsors I, keep, and I stuff. guess like your first sponsor or meeting someone who like opened some doors for you or maybe a video or something video part you had. Yeah, like because like to me like meeting Riley and the and the guys from San Diego, the the Shep Dogs, like that was a break in my world where I was like, oh, this is it, you know, like I was saying, this is this is my future, but. uh it wasn't for years and years after that that like anything happened. I got sympathy flow, as I call it, uh, from Birdhouse, just because I was Riley's homie. <laughs> but like, no, I didn't have any sponsors. And then I want to say I was probably 18 years old, 19 years old. I skated a park with like, like there's a hella pros were there. It was like I want to say Jamie Thomas was filming some TV show or like YouTube series, but he had like type people there like Windsor James and Slash oh, and P- cool. Pete Eldridge like all these you know San Diego like legends were there so I just uh was got invited with Riley and skated the park had fun and then that night I got a message from I think it was Lanny Rhodes telling me that Jamie wanted to give me mystery boards and that like a, an hour later I got a, a hit up from Slash saying that he wants to give me Deathwish boards so uh, yeah they like both i would have chosen either one you know at the time i knew the whole mystery team and i was i was way better friends with them i didn't know anyone on death wish but i thought about it for like i don't know a few hours then i was like you know fuck it death wish is way tighter i don't know what i'm i'm thinking (laughs) even hosting the idea of mystery like it was strictly because i knew the team i was but once i chose death wish like i want to say it was six months later mystery went out of business Oh shit! <laughs> Man's made the right choice, man. I thought you yeah, said. Yeah, I, I, I thought you said you got a message from Lana Rhodes. I was like, that's even more turnt. But uh, <laughs> we'll leave that. <laughs> no, nah, the filmer Lanny, uh, one of the Rhodes brothers. He didn't. He, he didn't even listen to the rest of your answer, man. He was just thinking about that the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> he tuned right out. Uh-oh. He got on the internet real quick. Well, yeah, you don't want to see his yeah. search history right now. <laughs> Yo, chill. <laughs> so you, you mentioned the squad briefly, but you bang the skate world over the head via the Shep Dogs videos. What's the origin of that skate crew? How'd y'all start, you know, running and gunning together? And uh, are you guys still a unit? What's up? I think forever we're a unit, um, but we're kind of living all over the place now. But back to the start, 
I don't know. Yeah, uh, most of the homies lived in North County, San Diego, um, Oceanside, Vista, Carlsbad. It's all kind of like grouped into one. So we all were this, around the same age, started skating together. I was tight with Riley through those contests. So oh, fuck. we might have been in sixth, seventh grade or something like that. And we used to tag on Riley's wall in his room. His his mom was super chill. Like she knew we were crazy, but <laughs> I, I I think she had faith in us that we weren't too crazy. So she let us kind of do some some wild things. So whatever, we were tagging in, in his room and my homie was writing shred dogs or shredder be dead or something like that in cursive and just fucked yep. up and wrote Shep Dogs, and <laughs> we were in sixth or seventh grade, so we're like, fuck it, Shep Dogs, wrote it on our grip tape, and I, I don't know, maybe we li- liked it because the initials were SD and we were in San Diego or something, but uh, mm. we were all just, like, growing up together, just figuring it out, like like any crew of kids, um, but seemed like we just had more, moment, more momentum than uh, other crews at the time. I don't know if we were just more juiced or or what it was, but we were definitely fired up to, like, put out videos, and, like, the first one, we were shrimps, like, we we were so small when we put out that first video, so, uh, after that, it was just kind of like a chain reaction, and it led to, I don't know, I think we did, like, five or six videos, which, I don't know if that's impressive, but, uh, for, like, full-length videos, you know, we, we were pretty, pretty proud of them, but, um, yeah, that, that kind of, like, I don't know, people took us took us seriously as a crew, I guess, where, like, no one would have looked at me or, like, looked at another homie maybe, but because we had, like, uh, a crew of guys that were all pretty pretty fired up, it, it seemed to just kind of snowball into everyone getting sponsored and then everyone traveling and then eventually people, like, moving away to uh, just other parts. But, yeah, you know, we all got tattoos, so that shit's for life. Hell yeah. <laughs> Shout out to J.S. Lapierre, man. I haven't talked to him in a while, but he, he had a part, and I can't remember which one. But uh, Yeah, J.S. is the shit, man. I, I miss him. He's over in Hawaii still, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wifed um, up, fucking skating by the beach and shit, living the good life. Yeah, yeah. no, I'm proud of him. I'm proud of him. And, and that, that was cool, too, about, the, about having so many Shep Dogs videos is there was, like, the staple, like, six or seven guys, and then we would have people uh, move into town for a month or two and they would just film a part and like fuck it it's in the video and yeah like js was a was a perfect example of that hell yeah we've had a lot of underrated beasts on this season and we feel like you fit right into that category but like you said lately you seem to be getting more of the recognition you deserve but did you ever feel like you were being slept on (laughs) uh yeah i guess i don't think anyone really I mean, except for my close friends, like really under understands my skateboarding or anything like that. I'd I'd say like most of my video parts, growing up, are just like a, a mess. They're like a disaster, just because I don't know. I was I was a kid, and you know we grew up in this the zero era of of San Diego, where it was just like big handrails, like hard rock, uh, full length videos, and like that's all we knew was just like. That's what we looked up to. And meanwhile, I was, I was having fun skating everything, you know, skating flat, skating ledges, like whatever. I just wanted to skate. I didn't want to not skate anything, you know. And uh, 
my video parts usually just came through as like reckless and like some stunt double pretty much where i'm just like <laughs> f- fucking trying to kill myself at spots um and i, I kind of feel like i don't know uh like it, it's pretty obvious that i don't have the best style so i think as a kid i i think i i had something to prove mm. you know like i no one wanted to watch me on a board so i was like well i'm gonna make them watch like, i'm gonna go for some gnarly shit you know and when the part would finally come out having that attitude, it would just be like something I didn't want to watch. And that's been, (laughs) it's been years and years of that, of me not changing and putting out video parts that I I can't stand. So I don't know if it has to do with growing up or like just the times or what it is, but I'm like, I like have to physically try so hard to film stuff that I know I'm going to be happy with later on. And I I don't know. I'm I'm still learning. (laughs) Hey, man, a perfect video part is something that we all chase, and it's fucking... I feel like even probably our favorite skate parts, the skaters probably weren't happy with them when they came out. You know, it's it's the fucking chasing the dragon or whatever. Yeah, I hope so. I hope no one's satisfied. I mean, like, you can be proud of something, for yeah. sure. I, I, hope, I hope people are proud mm-hmm. of stuff they've put out, but at the same time, it's like the second you've done it, you've done it, and you could do it again if you have to. So it's, it, it shouldn't be that impressive to you, I guess, you know. Yeah, I feel like for the most part, we're all our worst critics. So it's sick that you, yeah. you have that recognition and you're trying to fucking change it up and, and be more of a perfectionist going forward, with whether it's trick selection or spot selection. But, man, yeah. re-watching your old parts, man, you fucking, you're getting just wild out there like stuntman shit it's re- it was really impressive <laughs> to rewatch because I, I watched all those parts at the time but god damn man you're killing yourself yeah yeah almost too much and that that's another thing too is like i i don't want to take skateboarding too seriously because that's what drove me away from sports um you know as a kid and now trying to like refine what i'm what i'm filming and the spots i'm skating i'm like are you taking this too seriously you know, like I, I, I did like just filming whatever, wherever, like, you know, pop up at a spot, but um, I don't like the finished product. So now it's just like trying to find a happy medium of, you know, being easygoing and, and trying hard. Well, whatever you're working on next, I'm looking forward to, man, because uh, sounds like it's going to be spicy in all the right ways. <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> First prize at the World Series of Poker is a million bucks. Does it have my name on it? I don't know, but I'm gonna find out. This quote from a personal favorite movie of mine, Rounders, is brought to you by the one and only CHPO brand. Always doing it for the people. The team has gone through some pretty significant transition over the years. No more Greco, Ellington, Antoine, or Furby, but you guys have a new generation was it smooth behind the scenes, the transition to the new squad? Oh, that's such a good question. Um, n- well, so I got on 10 years ago, which blew my mind recently. I thought it had only been like seven years or something, like at most. Holy fuck. Yeah, I've been, I've been, getting, I've been getting boards for 10 years from Deathwish and maybe sponsored, like actually on the team for, for seven, maybe eight years. And the Deathwish I got on was like the Deathwish... Uh, that I looked up to, you know, uh, that put out that video. Um, and yeah, Furby, Moose, all them. And right when I got there, I don't, 
no one really explained to me like that I'm, you know, all of these people that I look up to are like all crazy, <laughs> absolutely nuts in a good way, in an artistic way, in a business way. Like everyone at Baker is, it, it's, it's like a, it's beautiful chaos. And I never knew that. I didn't know how things work there. So the first couple years, we were just losing team riders and I didn't understand why, you know, they kicked off Furby um, you know, they told me he wasn't skating. I was like, okay. And then they kicked off Moose, same thing, told me he wasn't skating. I was like, all right, this is how it works, I guess. And uh, they put on Pat Rumney, which was random. And I got oh, yeah. love for that guy. He was always super sweet to me. But um, once again, he like wasn't skating much at the time. And I was like dedicated my life to it. I was so, so happy to be, you know, with that team that I was just like, hmm, I'm still flow. This dude's on. I got to be doing something wrong. But I, I realized that everyone's just kind of got this way of of working over there and they don't really need to explain it to the flow kids. And uh, so <laughs> from there, I, they, they finally introduced me. They kicked Pat off a few months after they put him on. And uh, for years, no one cared about Deathwish, it felt like. Like, not fans like the fans were still hyped it was like ellington you know was going through his shit greco was doing his shit and you know baker is is baker so it's like over there like that takes it, it at least at the time it took priority over death wish so it was just like oh uh i guess we just don't do anything anymore as a team we don't put anyone on we don't, <laughs> don't do anything and uh i don't remember what year it was but it must have been like Four years ago, five years ago, I watched Foy win best trick at Tampa Am uh, first try. Like, they're like, literally the second the contest started, they're like, all right, you know, 30 minutes on the clock, Foy drops in, gap, back tail shoves the pyramid rail, and they continue on the contest, but he'd already won it in the first five seconds. <laughs> so, and, <Yeah. laughs> so I was like, Oh, I gotta, I gotta look this kid up. I send him over to Andrew, like his Instagram to Andrew. I'm like, yo, this kid's. I know you're a skate nerd, Andrew. You'd appreciate this kid. And next thing you know, he's getting Baker boards. And then uh, I don't know if he was feeling Baker or they were feeling him. But before they let him go, I was like, give him what? Like, give him Deathwish boards. I think Steve Hernandez had a lot to do with it too. Uh, one of our our sales reps at uh, Baker, but. Yeah, we put him on, and then Jake Hayes and Pedro, like, all kind of happened back to back, and it felt like we had something coming, like something new uh, over at the brand. Nice. New direction for at least skateboarding content. You know, the art, art department, that's still the same. But, um, yeah, that was, that was super exciting. Finally, like, felt like, I don't know. I don't want to say I didn't feel like I was a part of a team that, that whole first part when no one was caring, but uh, it just it just seemed that everything fell into place once Jamie, Jake, and Pedro came on board. And uh, yeah, and then, you know, we, we put out that video and that everything kind of like went from there. And now we have a couple of new writers on and it's, yeah, it's, a, it's, a, it's much better than when I first got on. Yeah, it's it's oh, yeah. funny, like w exactly what you're describing on the inside. I 
you could kind of feel it from the outside. There was that like stale period and like a weird, like I swear when we had Ellington on the pod, we didn't even know he wasn't like officially on. It was just like, <laughs> didn't really know what was going on over there. But yeah, you guys, you guys made that next video and like really solidified like, all right, this is what's going on. This is the squad. And uh, it's dope yeah. to see. Can't have a legend like John Dixon just chilling on a brand that's <laughs> not like, you know, pushing him because yeah no you you guys are killing yeah. it these days it's good to see yeah yeah like that like those those slow days that i was talking about like there is there is a point in time where like i was supposed to have footage come out for death wish with dixon like a little shared uh two-part thing and america needed his footage so then boom like my part just like takes the back seat and that it was like in a nutshell what was happening for like you know five years um and yeah, it's. I'm very happy where we're at now. I think everyone is. Hell yeah. So you're undoubtedly a member of the Switch Tray Gang. I don't know if you know that that exists, but it's something I came no. up with. Um, well, I'm honored. <laughs> but as someone who can seemingly do every trick, I just wanted to know if Switch Trays have a special place in your heart or if they're just another trick for you. Oh, they're they're the best. They're, oh, let's go. Yeah. Um, He's lying, you know. So I, I don't know. I, I think I kind of got decent at them at a young age, and then I became obsessed with them. Yes. Just like flat ground, like like spanking them on flat ground was like a full like a drug. Um, <laughs> Bobby Warris calls <laughs> Bobby Warris calls it the the back nose blunt of flat ground. Yeah. And I was like, wow, oh, shit. yeah, like very tasteful way to put a switch tray flip. That does make sense. No one was no one was doing them like at least in my crew and like. I don't know, the people I was skating with, like, we'd go to a spot, and it's like, all right, fucking, Rowan's doing this trick, Riley's doing that trick, like, pff, I might as well learn how to do these, and that, uh, fuck, I, I, I have to hit them every day now. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that makes me happy, because, man, watching all your parts again, I'm like, yo, you literally have, like, every trick, but you also have a B-switch tray, and it's my favorite trick by far. Yeah, you got a good one. Yeah, like... Like you said, it, it is a drug, man. When you hit a good one that slaps your front foot, like nothing feels better. But mm -hmm. I just had to make sure that that you had the same appreciation because I'm like, maybe maybe you don't appreciate them because it seems like you can do any flip trick you want. But it's good to know well, you, you got that love. That might give me like a, a, I don't know if it's jaded or cocky or what, but like if someone has a good switch three flip and they they don't have any of the other building blocks before it, I don't give a shit. Like if someone, <laughs> if someone can't switch flip or switch heel or or like switch anything, but they can spank a switch shove, I'm just like, or a switch tray. I'm like, come on, like, I don't know. I I, I like when when people like cover all the bases. You gotta and, have it uh, all. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like flat ground, really. Like flat ground in general is my, like my judging point for majority of street skaters nowadays. Like I I really don't care what you do anywhere else if unless you have good fast flat ground then then we can start to talk. Right, let's go, man. <laughs> I respect it. Well, yo, <laughs> I don't know if you listened to the show or not, but last week we had uh, Nick Passario interview come out, and there was a huge debate about switch front Smith. Man, can we just get your opinion on the 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 trick switch front Smith? Illegal or legal? What do you think? Well, for me to be calling something legal or illegal is pretty fucked up because I've done illegal stuff for the last <laughs> twenty years. <laughs> So you so know, like, then, you, then you know both sides. 
my, my opinion shouldn't be the most valid. Um, switch Smiths. Uh, yeah, really not the best looking trick, I guess. Um, it, oh. Anything can, you know, anyone can do something and make it look cool, uh, depending on who's doing it. Rowan did a Switch Smith on a rail back in the day and thought that was, you know, really gnarly. But um, no, definitely the way your shoulders twist up, it's, it's not the most beautiful thing. <laughs> All right. Okay. okay. Um, back in the day this we when I, I used to live at black box uh the the zero warehouse and um mm-hmm. we lived with this guy kyle frederick and one day he was like just in a bad mood and he was just like talking shit on nolly smith grinds which yeah. <laughs> once again people probably don't like but rowan and i weren't really hyped on that guy at the time so rowan's like you know what? i want to film one and so he went and did a fucked up nolly smith grind on a rail uh like in the streets and uh, we were we were both so juiced just to like it was like a little spiteful Nolly Smith like just doing a gross trick to get back at someone like I don't know we were clowns that makes no yeah Nolly Smith I'm on Kyle Frederick's side for sure we yeah a horrible trick but I want to see this one though yeah I kind of want to see what, Rowan's uh, Rowan's damn I'm gonna have to yeah. send you this little montage I made of Switch Smiths man to change your mind but I I do get where some people are coming from like it's not always the best looking trick but if you do it right like a James Brockman Danny Garcia you know on, a, on a nice round rail like it's I think it's a choice well, I mean, trick it, if the a, right person does it does a front smith look good regular footed I've always loved front smith just because like you we grew up looking up to Jamie Thomas man and when he's doing that giant one that was a board graphic. Yeah. That shit just looks amazing to me. And I never questioned yeah. Front Smiths until Carlos Ribeiro's bitch ass said that <laughs> Front Smiths and Feebles are illegal. And <laughs> and it just hurt my heart because who doesn't do those tricks? And he's like, just do a 5-0. I'm like, dude, we're not all as good as you. Are you kidding me? It's not that simple. Yeah, that's that's the building block, the the feeble and the the Smith grind. That's how you you advance. So mm-hmm. we're not all that fortunate. Yeah, like we're, mm-hmm. we we're not all doing like fakey five O's balanced on round rails like him. This guy. Yeah, no. absolutely. We did we did used to think that backside feebles were like accurately named. Like feeble means weak. <laughs> yeah. Like, so you know it's a weak trick, and then a front feeble, you're like fronting that you're weak. So it's like really you're dope. <laughs> <laughs> i've never heard that ever man oh yeah. shit but wait what do you think about front smiths regular front smith love them love them okay. um yeah. you can dip them like take them around a curve ledge Hell and yeah. yeah like the lower the better and they can be done and make me want to throw up too like you know like there i'm sure there's disgusting front side smith grinds out there that i do not want to watch oh, but yeah. for the most part i'm down Okay, one mm-hmm. trick that I that I don't like that I I did see you do a couple of them is front smith kickflip. I don't know how you oh, feel about those nowadays, but fuck man, I wish you didn't bring that up. <laughs> <laughs> I did one back in the day just to do it, and I'll probably never do it again. No, uh, they don't. They're never really done right. I mean, I know I never did one that looked good. I think that goes back to like my subconscious trying to prove something to the world like oh I, I could smith kickflip this like the whole like just because you can doesn't mean you should yeah, yeah. i wish someone mm-hmm. instilled that to me when i was younger because i had this like want to 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 learn every trick just to do it and then eventually film some of them and that was like 
that's not where it's at. So yeah, like for sure, there's like I, I won't even watch those old parts, the front Smith kickfoot parts. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> sure. um, all right, switching lanes here a little bit. Can you tell us about the time you had to rescue your puppy and the aftermath of all that scenario? Rescue my pup? Oh, like like when I got it? Yeah, I just wanted a dog forever, and uh, we, me and my lady, moved into a place with a yard in a garage and so fucking now's the time you know i'm no longer in an apartment no longer couch surfing like i'm gonna get myself a dog and tried to adopt didn't work because we have cats at home so i you know i had to get a, a, a really young puppy and so i just looked on craigslist and found some there there's like hundreds of options of my dream dog which was not probably not a good thing you know because then i just pulled the trigger like the next day and we went and i got this dog uh, out in like riverside and the where I got the, gut, the the dog from, it was this like nasty, nasty living situation. This guy had the, mm. the puppies in a garage that was like filthy. It reeked. The there's trash everywhere. Like it was it was not a good zone. So I was like, you know what? I'm I'm definitely buying this dog today. So took the dog home, and within like a day or two, I don't know if it was my lady or me, but one of us were like, you know, she seemed deaf, and as soon as I thought it. I was like, she's deaf. She's fucking deaf. I, I just bought a deaf dog, you know, for a thousand dollars. And uh Damn. So we start doing tests and sure enough, like she's as deaf as they come. Um I hit up the the, the breeder, if you even want to call him that. He's probably just a tweaker, but I hit him up, I was like, Yo, you know my dog's deaf that you sold me and probably the rest of the litter. He he played dumb, he acted like he didn't know, which maybe he didn't, but whatever. I'd already fallen in love with the pup, so yeah little little deaf dog part of my life now sick so how do you is there a way to communicate with a deaf dog yeah so uh we do sign language which is very basic (laughs) it's it's the same training process as uh voice commands you know usually you say something and if the dog does it you give it a treat instead we like you know this is come if Mm. the dog came we give the dog a treat Mm. now the dog itself she's uh, a stubborn breed so we taught her three things and that pretty much maxed out at come <laughs> sit and stay so uh, it's a good, she's a she's a great pup the best trio though great pup but doesn't know like there's no shaking no rolling over uh she just kicks it hell yeah man that's, that's awesome what's up man so back to San Clemente for a second. What was it like growing up with Ryan Sheckler as your local park hero, man? Any Sheck stories from back in the day? Yeah, for days. I, I didn't grow up with him, like, at all. He was, he was older than me. You know, like, he was the hometown hero. Like, the, you know, the city newspaper and everyone in San Clemente loved him. You know, he had that TV show and, like, they, they were filming all over my hometown. Um, <laughs> and it wasn't until I was a senior year in high school that he like noticed me skating at the the local park and he was like hey man like we're gonna go skate my indoor park uh, a few blocks away um if you want to roll and i was like sure like you know all my friends already like clowned on him for the last 10 years straight so it's not like i was like oh this is it's still the glorious sheckler that you know everyone looked up to it was it was the mtv one that everyone was roasting and i was like you know fuck it it'll be funny i'll go skate i'll go skate his park and uh Dope park, you know, like at the time he had that, like, I don't know how else to describe it, but it's like a rocket power, like mega ramp indoor park where he had like 
16 foot roll in to an eight foot step up. And I'm, I'm not exaggerating. Like it's <laughs> not just the, not just the bank and the landing. It was like the bank stopped and then eight feet higher was the landing. And then, Oh Jesus. Into a seven foot quarter pipe into like a 16. It was just like this outrageous, like insane skate park that was hidden right next to my house. Um, and he was so nice, like so sweet to me, genuine invited me to like come kick it at the house and you know i'm just like okay like here we go i'm going to ryan sheckler's house like (laughs) this goes against everything me and my homies have ever said and you know i was like smoking weed at the time and so was he and like go over there and there's like 10 12 bongs laid out underneath the tv and like (laughs) unlimited like weed all over the table and like he had a movie theater and i was just like what what's going on right now like i just skated this this like top secret skate park and now this dude's like getting me high and like giving me like drinks and then he he was rad and then i would just go home and then like a week later he was like yo let's you can come skate my park if you want and for the next few months i'd skate his park at night and just like kick it with him. And the second I graduated high school, I bounced out of San Clemente and I don't think I saw him for years and years after that, but it was a, it was such a strange couple months where I was, I was just cool with him. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of nice to, to eat your words in a situation like that, where you kind of have a preconceived notion about someone and then it's like, Oh fuck, they're actually so nice. I got to take it back. Yeah. And you know, I'll say for the record, for his sake, like Obviously, he you know he lied about the El Toro thing, and 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 the show was corny as hell, um, like yeah. brutally corny show. But I saw him get harassed by people, like talk shit to him, and he was so calm and collected when he would he would roast the people back so subtly and professionally. Sick. And he was so giving to everyone that I was like, I got his back. You know what? Fuck it. Like hell I'm from yeah. San Clemente. Everyone's gonna give me shit. But I don't care. I don't care at a certain point what people think because unless they know, their opinion doesn't matter. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome, man. <laughs> Sheck God. Shecks, man. Yeah. We got to fucking find him one day and get him in here, man. Yeah. yeah, you could probably get him in there. I don't know how busy he is nowadays. What's the story behind the camo shirt that you wore forever? <laughs> what was I doing in that thing? I don't know. Just not shopping for clothes <laughs> uh, I, I don't know i think thrasher had our backs super hard like uh you know the shep dog days when we were starting out um for sure which was always weird to me that we were a few few miles down the street from Transworld. the old you guys know Transworld, obviously um yeah, yeah. and they didn't really fuck with us we were like dude you know like if if, if you want to give us like send a photographer out on our session or per, like I don't know, maybe host our video on your website or something. And they didn't care. And so Thrasher was like, Burnett was like super down with us. And they're like, yeah, fucking, you know, we'll, we'll even hook you guys up with, you know, money if you need to go somewhere. And so from that point on, we we're like, all right, Thrasher for life. Like, and I don't know. Yeah, I probably got that camo shirt. And I don't know, maybe someone I looked up to might have made, made it mention like, oh, you never take that off. And then I was like, I'm never taking it off. <laughs> And yeah, That's it, wicked. it started as a, a nice thick shirt and then it just disintegrated and 
it's gone. I don't know where it is now. Many bangers Shit. went down in that shirt, man. If you find it, you gotta <laughs> had a good run. You gotta keep it. I don't think I've worn camo since then either. It's probably been ten years. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're good with camo for now, man. Yeah, for sure. So yo, Taylor, can you take us behind the scenes on that ridiculous backside board slide? I think in your Shep dogs four or five part, like the rail that goes down, out, around, and down again. Nigel five o. Oh yeah, yeah. Were you the first to skate yeah, the, that? Was that board slide? Did you spark that rail? Um, I Riley and I, I guess, sparked it. It's at Berkeley, uh, the college in the Bay Area. It's been there forever, you know, old old rail. But uh, I don't even remember. I think my buddy Shay Cooper took us there and. Yeah, we Riley and I both hopped on it at, at the same time, just kind of like tap, jump into the dirt. And I want to say Riley grinded it in like five tries or less. Just first one he stood up on, he he did it. And I think I tried for probably another, like, I think that's the longest I'd, I'd ever tried a trick in one day. And it was probably four hours of just getting pitched into the dirt or like landing on the stairs I was sticking board slides and not landing it and then not getting close for, you know, 45 minutes. And uh, there's like one where like if you come off the rail like perfectly straight, you land grinding on a stair, which I don't know if anyone's ever noticed in footage. But like, yeah, you yeah. kind of have to hop, mm-hmm. hop yeah, to the right. I and that for sure. I was so desperate to land the board slide that I came off the rail and landed on the left side, which does like to straight, which doesn't seem mm. physically possible to come off a board slide regular footed and land on the left side. And I think that just shows how desperate I was. I was just like sticking anything. And then, yeah, four hours later, somehow landed one. And that rail's at the top of campus. So I landed it, like curved into the street and like took the hill. So I probably didn't even see the homies for like 25 minutes after that. (laughs) <laughs> it, it kept going it That's kept going sick. i went around turns it, i was like fuck it dude like i don't care about anything and yeah i was just like i must have been like two miles away by the time i got off my board and just like took my time walking back and <laughs> yeah that was i was i was like delusional trying that one dude yeah. fucking hell four hours man i was yeah, fucked I, man i've completely forgot that you did that like all those years ago Fuck, that's another brutal one. I like, can't watch though. Like my arms are doing the craziest fucking swinging around and everything. So I I cannot even watch that clip. Bro, are you kidding? Okay, it's not like you even Antoine Dixon's arms would be flailing on that one, man. Come on, cut yourself some slack. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it doesn't mean I want to watch it. <laughs> oh no, hats off to you for that one, man. I, I appreciate sure. it, man. I, I usually choose like really bad spots to try to board slide. Like, okay, n- n- they never come easy. <laughs> that one was epic, though. Yeah. What about your back big spin on the Heath Kirchart gap with the motorcycle pulling by the beautiful lady? <laughs> you know about that the the beef that came out when 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 that came out? Nah, what's the story? Nah. Uh, well, first off, we were in LA, like. When we were still living in San Diego, we come up to LA for the night, and the next day I wanted to skate the, the, the bump gap. Tried super hard to find someone to, to tow me in, and no one's bike was running in LA. And this homegirl was available to tow me in. It was a friend of a friend, 
And so we'd never met her and she showed up and didn't really know the deal, but was like pretty easygoing and towed me in to the bump gap on this like evil, badass, uh, like chopper Harley. I don't even know what you call him. Um, and so, yeah, I'm like getting towed in by a chick I've never met before. And of course, like it didn't come easy. So that was like another hour and a half, two hour battle of not doing it and like she probably thought we were out of our minds because I'm screaming, bleeding, like freaking <laughs> yeah. out. And then a few seconds later, I'm like, all right, woo, we're having fun. got this. And then I'm screaming, freaking out, like back and forth. But that's, I'm, I'm happy you brought that up because right when mine came out, a kid had already done it. Couldn't tell you who the kid was, but I could tell you that he was sponsored by Bones Wheels because Bones Wheels post his the kid's back big spin, you know, the day my part comes out, they they repost his big spin and hashtag style matters oh, on their post. Hell no. What? So I was like, man, like, I know I have bad style, but like, you, you really had to go there. And so I can't remember if I DM'd Bones Wheels or they DM'd me, but uh, it was Jared Lucas is the was the team manager, I want to say. And that's who I was talking to. And bro, his his reasoning behind posting that was he was trying to create controversy in the stagnant industry were his words. Wow. And all I said back was the only thing stagnant in this industry is you and your brand. And oh. That was the last thing that we'd ever said to each other. And I've seen him around and he doesn't say shit to me. But whatever, wow. like... A big spin was really hard for me to do, and I was really happy when I landed it. So you can't take that away. Like, whatever. Fuck your wheel company. Fuck it, man. That's wicked. Yeah, that's a <laughs> that's a very strange, you know, sh- low blow to take. Tactic by him. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. it was weird because we like kind of knew each other at the you know before that went down too. Like you know, we were mutual. Like we had mutual friends, and and we were cool. But don't do that shit. Yeah, nah. No. Highly unnecessary. Are you in that homegirl homies to this day or what, man? She she was like a big part of that clip. It was so like, what the hell is going on man, here? <laughs> I don't I don't uh, I don't see her. My buddies like she moved to uh, San Diego, I think, and and my buddies said that she started dating some Chad or something like that. But uh, I I have no idea. I don't know. I've uh, I've been in a relationship for almost six years now. I was when I filmed that clip, and I'm still with. Uh, okay, okay. That girl now, yeah. So, so uh, I don't, I don't really keep tabs on on women like that. <laughs> <laughs> nice disclaimer. She's there. she's out there though. If 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 people you know want to holler, I'm not going to stop you. But that's uh, that's, that's not my business. <laughs> oh shit! Um, all right, last one. Can you take us behind the scenes on the fucking kickflip that multi lane driveway? I think your second or third last trick in the Death Wish video, man. Insanity. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Uh, COVID, once again, kind of shut the, like, shut everything down. Um, I hate to talk about COVID. But whatever. The streets were empty in LA. So I, I was riding my bike. I ride my, I have like a 21 speed that I ride everywhere. And I usually don't go to the Sunset Strip because it's too hectic riding over there, but because of COVID, I could I could fly to the west side and uh, not really deal with traffic or anything, and I just saw the gap. Um, I, I guess I'd never gotten out of my car 
passing by it and I was on my bike. So I was like, wow, like John Ciano ollied it. I'm not sure if you guys are familiar with him, but he's like a gnarly, gnarly guy over here in LA. And um, he ollied it one way. And I noticed if you went backwards, the bump was like way better. Like it kicks you higher. Mm. And uh, yeah, it was just a ghost town for the most part when I started trying it. And it took me three times going back to do it. Like I'd pretty much try it until I couldn't walk each day because you're just running out. You know, when you bail, you just run as fast as you can. And uh, so it's not like impact. So I, I think I'd every day I'd try longer than I should have. Right. But each time I did try, I would lose the skin on my toes. Like oh. just from, you know, like trying to stop myself. And then mm-hmm. I'd have, you know, two weeks off trying to, to let them heal. And then I'd go back and try it. And then... Yeah, like I have these these Vans slides that I had to cut. Like, it's kind of hard to explain, but like you know, the the thing comes across the top like this. I had to like cut a section mm. out so I could wear oh. something, and my toes, you know, wouldn't be rubbing on on the the sandal. So I lived in those for a few weeks during this process. I was in sandals, <laughs> but the day I landed it, I changed up who I was filming it with, which wasn't intentional. I was just like, the day I wanted to go try it, I was like, all right, the filmer's not around. I'm like, fuck it, hit up another one. And I I feel like that energy when I got to the spot, I was like, man, we have different filmers here and whatever. It's just today kind of feels like the day. And I think I landed two of them or maybe even three. And when you're when you're like filming it from across the street, I would clip it by like six inches maybe less, maybe more, but it felt like I cleared it. Mm. It looked like I cleared it. Like we all started celebrating <laughs> and fucking, I, I think it was the homie Jacob was like zooming in like, dude, I don't know if you cleared it. Like, I'm so sorry. <laughs> and I was like, you know what? Fuck it. Like I've been here three different times. I'm not just going to like settle for a clip. Yeah. And then a few tries later, like I watched the crack go by me before yes. I landed. Like I was like, fuck that and um yeah like got away with that one finally and yeah i was like that's probably the most proud i've ever been of of a photo i shot with with andrew peters i was pretty happy with that he he shot a pretty cool like landscape style photo across the street um yeah and then uh outdoor dining became a thing like a week later and that that restaurant it's called pink taco they like set up these tables and uh, all sorts of heaters and random shit. And since then, it's I think it's done. Like, the spot's done, wow. which is crazy timing. Damn, shut it down. Meant to be, yeah. man. That's the fucking awesome. Yeah, I, I got there just in time. So yeah, I'm pretty I'm happy sure. with that. Is there a bunch of spots on that street, like, on both sides? Like, because it's a really long street, right? So, yeah, I mean, that's, like, a few blocks past. It, that's Sunset Boulevard, which, like, I technically live off of sunset but i'm like eight miles away so there's like dozens of spots but yeah it's a few blocks from uh the car wash bank that everyone skate off the roof yeah, into. yeah okay i remember driving down that street with will marshall and he was just like pointing out spots and and your name kept coming up like did you did you do something on that crazy aluminum rail that goes into the ground too maybe 
I don't know. I just remember Will pointed out the kick flip, and he was just like, oh, that's that spot, that's that spot. I'm like, holy shit, there's so many spots here. The the square rail that, like, literally curves into the yeah, ground. Yeah. yeah. I did the wheat grind yeah, on yeah, that as a kid. That. Yeah, I, I did the weak one. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, yeah, like, the, the Dylan Reader grind, it's pretty much Dylan's territory, to be honest. Like, uh, it's I'm flattered that my name came up, but, like, for real, the damage Dylan did in that Gravis part, he must have been hanging out in that neighborhood a lot, but it's that he's it's the real like Dylan Museum Sick. on that side of town. Yeah, it's it's crazy when you're just driving around like because I'm not from there, and then just like oh shit, there's so many famous spots in this like couple like this small zone off one street. Yeah, and it's the Sunset Strip, so it's like historic with these fucking eighty foot billboards. It's, it's doesn't feel like any other part of of Los Angeles for sure. Yeah. Well, that kickflip, it's one for the history books, man. Thank Crazy. you. Thank you. So what's next for Taylor Kirby, man? Hmm. What's next? Um, this is like the first time in like 10 years that I haven't had like a pressing deadline, which isn't what I think people want to hear. You know, everyone wants to. Like, <laughs> I, I am working on stuff. I, I go out filming a few times a week, but for the first time, it's... There's nothing really. It's just like it's up to me. Like you know, I'd like to put out a Spitfire part. I've never done that. Death Wish. I think we want to put out some of the new riders. You know, so maybe a trick or two amongst the the younger guys' footage. Um, but I'm I'm going to school right now, so that's like kind of consuming a little bit of time as well. And that's yeah, that's going until December. That my semester doesn't end until halfway through then. So pretty much filming and, and school. Hell yeah, man. What are you taking in school? Fuck yeah. Uh, I'm going to school for architecture right now. Or that's the only reason I'm going to school. I wouldn't just go for fun. That, that shit's crazy. Um, <laughs> I, I, I fell in love with, with architecture moving up here to, to Los Angeles, like specifically houses. And um, when I got hurt last year, yeah, it was, it was 21. Early on in 21, I, I, I tore all the ligaments in my ankle and had to get surgery uh, on both sides. Yeah. And I couldn't move, and my lady was taking classes online through Santa Monica College, and she showed me how easy it was. So I was like, fuck it, man. I don't even want to like, worry about having to work within skateboarding. I want to like, have more flexibility, and I'm obsessed with architecture, so I, I, I think it would be kind of cool to try to cross that bridge. And I don't know. I might be dreaming. It's, you know, it's, it's going to be eight, ten years of like schooling and internships and, and bullshit like that before I could even do the stuff I'm imagining doing for architecture. But uh, it, it's kind of a good good thing to like balance me out so I'm not just like living and breathing and dying skating uh, completely. I have a definitely. little something else going on. Rev, that's awesome to hear, man. That's it's so definitely a long sick, journey. Man. One of my best friends. Yeah. One of my best friends did it. He was in our group of friends he was in school the second longest so i've definitely been there like i lived with him too for for parts of it like it's a long journey but man he's he's loving it now it, i don't think he would change anything and if your skating's any indication you're a hard worker so i'm sure you'll fucking make it happen man yeah yeah i appreciate that well we'll see i don't know i i tried my parents tried to make me go after high school and i went for three days just to make them happy and then and then bailed so this time I'm doing it because I want to. Yeah. Um, no, that's, and that's and it's it's way more way more interesting. So that's 
I don't know. It's, it's exciting, I guess. But I, fuck, like I'm talking sure. about school, and like I don't want to come across like, like, sorry, Mark, but I don't want to come across like Mark Susu, like like kind of pretentious <laughs> with like, I go to school, <laughs> but like, it, anyone can do it. It's like whatever. I'm I'm taking classes. Yeah. No. No. It's That's it's not up, it's man. not coming off pretentious at all. I wasn't I was I gonna say so. like Mark, but I don't. I'm not even trying to say Mark's pretentious, but I'm just saying. Right, right, yeah. yeah Terrible no, example. Do do <laughs> do your thing, man. Fucking rooting for you. Yeah, that's dope. Appreciate it. Yo, yo, yo. It's Rapid Fire with the Ghost. And this week, it's a pleasure to be brought to you by Venture Trucks. Venture has a collection soon, dropping with our favorite art historian, Mr. Switchback Tail himself, Bunt family, Ted Barrow. Ted's ventures are on the new V-Cast hollows with hollow kingpins, hollow axles, and the OG cast base plates for that little bit of extra height you want. Ted may be slender, but he's a tall guy, so you know he needs that little extra height to not get wheel bite on them Switchback Tails. You can cop a pair of Ted's Ventures at Labor, No Comply, Humidity, Uprise, Rose Street, Break Free, and Palomino. If your local doesn't have them, tell them to check out Berate the Birds on IG and get them in. Deluxe, y'all killing it with the special collections these days. Ted is an absolute legend and we couldn't be happier for him over here at the Bunt. So do yourself a favor, go get his trucks ASAP and maybe you could switch back tail like a real G. All right, Taylor. Let's get it. It's that time, bro. A little rapid fire. You ready? I think so. <laughs> Before we start, actually, do do people think your first name's Kirby? Do, do people ever call you Kirby? Or is... I've known people for years that thought that was my first name. Yeah, yeah. No one, <laughs> no one calls me, no one calls me Taylor, but uh, my folks and my lady. That's pretty much it. Okay, damn, and us. All right, well, Kirby, let's get Good it, company. man. <laughs> Favorite skater. Uh, okay, real quick. I know it's rapid fire, but a lot of these will depend on the day of the week. So, like, I'm gonna, I'll say people, but just so you know, like, I'm always changing my opinions. But favorite skater is Shad. And Grant, that's two. <laughs> favorite video. Sick. Minefield is pretty important. Hell yeah. Favorite video part. Okay. For old time's sake, uh, Heath Kirchart, sight unseen. Favorite style. Rowan. Which skater had the biggest influence on the way you skate? Probably like Grant, but you'd never tell because <laughs> I, I was just trying to chase what he was doing. I never got anywhere close, but Grant like definitely <laughs> was like what we all wanted to be. Like That was the pinnacle. Most talented skateboarder on planet Earth. Was Costin, is now a shod. Absolutely. Oh, that's a good answer. Favorite trick? A kickflip. We'll say kickflip. Fuck it. Hardest trick for you? I, I hard flip. I won't hard flip. Regular footed hard flip. <laughs> Most illegal trick? I'm going to say Madonna, which is a curveball answer. But I have to say Madonna because I can't stand when people kick their leg off their board. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm sure you guys are familiar with a lean to tail. And I think those are badass trick. And a Madonna is a fucking Benihana, dude. Like everyone hates on Benihanas. But then a Madonna to tail is legit. And I can't fucking stand that. And 
Um, that being said, I do a lot of illegal tricks. So let's sit like one people can relate to like laser flips are like disgusting. Like I can't stand watching people do them. So, (laughs) (laughs) and I've done them before. So my opinion doesn't matter. (laughs) Favorite clip you've ever gotten. That I've ever gotten was I, I, I didn't land the trick, but, um, I was trying to skate this double set in Encinitas and it lands on the sidewalk, pretty long sidewalk. And there was a car parked in the gutter, you know, uh, street style. And I had a buddy there named Zach Leith was making sure my board didn't hit the car. And sure enough, I stuck a switch hard flip on this double set. I slip out, you know, his time to shine finally comes and he jumps out of the way. And like my board, my board like literally goes right in between his legs. Like, like it looks like it skims his pant and smacks this car like you know four wheel dents um he had one job it was to stop my board and if he had told me he was going to jump out of the way i wouldn't have skated the fucking double set so oh no he jumps out of the way boom car alarm goes off like fuck the car up and then we all in the clip like start scattering like you know chickens just like running everywhere and uh meanwhile the alarm's just like blasting and uh fuck i was crying laughing when we finally watched the footage because it i I should have like broken the kid's leg but instead i just destroyed the car and that's by far more entertaining to me to watch is that is that clip floating around anywhere i gotta see that if it is my homie jacob filmed it i'll I'll message him after this and uh i'll I'll tag you guys in it if he still has it but it's got to be uh 11 years ago oh sick worst trend you've been a part of just you know, there's so many to choose from i don't know i did a, i did like a loose man bun for a while and th- those like i swore those off like five years ago um and i don't know there's so many i shouldn't even try to think this hard let's just say man bun and move on <laughs> what's the gnarliest trick you've ever witnessed I don't know, Foy front feeble, that uh, walnut rail, maybe, the the Jeff Rowley uh, board slide. Oh, it's like, shit. Oh, had, fuck. He, he grinded it. One? Yeah, he grinded it a few times, never fell, you know. Um, and then I think front feeble at second try or something. I watched him front feeble at the triple kink up in, in, uh, in NorCal, too. That wasn't really – I don't know, dude. There's probably like like 15 Foy tricks I could pick. Um and like a handful of Pedro ones, but let's just say Walnut, the big, big rail. Damn. What's the one trick that got away? I tried to switch tray flip Wallenberg. Oh, God. <laughs> Holy fuck. Yeah, I, I, I broke my ankle, so I, I probably won't be going back for that. Oh, oh damn. That was the fuck, one that, man. that had you out in 2021? That was 2019. That was filming for the Death Wish video uncrossed so yeah i healed up and then i hurt my other foot that so yeah different injury damn man that one needs to go down would have been sick if it was you uh i wish nah someone else what's the biggest bunt you've ever witnessed i don't know hey like hanging out with with pedro and foy and people like that they don't really bunt they just do (laughs) Uh, I, i will I will say that the older homies said that that was that was Greco's specialty was calling out shit he could not do. Um, 
which which is hard for like people like us to believe because you watch his parts and he's he's landed all sorts of crazy shit. But I guess in his heyday, he was he was dragging filmers to spots, trying shit that he would never ever ever land. So, oh, I could see it. I could see it. Yeah. Like, yeah. Right. Fucking maybe legend. like claiming some like impossible or sorry dark slides on some like undark slideable shit or something. Absolutely. Yeah. Switch three flip dark slide like a ten stair rail. <laughs> and then he'll he'll and but then he'll like fucking do one out of nowhere. Yeah. So it's 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 hard to hard to doubt the guy, but you can kind of see how how that used to be a thing. Oh, for sure. What's the last new trick you learned? Like it's probably been a while um, since I've learned a trick, but I've been fakey manualing everywhere I go lately. Um, having fun with that one. Yeah, tricks in and tricks out. Or fakey manual finally let me enjoy the fruits. <laughs> Sick. Dream job after skating? I guess architecture, but like, uh, even like, I'd rather just win the lottery and then do architecture and not worry about the, the actual shit having to sell. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, like, I just want to create art and not worry about what people think. Like, that's that's the dream, but um, realistically, it's probably architecture. All right, man. Well, just uh, keep doing what you're doing and you'll get there. Unlike George Costanza, you got that shit, man. <laughs> Yeah, he, he, that, that that's his his fake career is his architect. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Favorite local brand. Um, let's say Marriage Skate Shop and the House of Vista. Uh, just two local shops. Fuck yeah. Favorite local skater. Most unique, I'd have to say, is Bag. <laughs> uh, you've you've probably seen clips of of him. He's the the ginger kid that's always with Aiden Mackey. He just has one of the sickest styles and trick selection you'll you'll see. Sick. What's the one sponsor you regret riding for? Circa. Oh, oh damn. My era of Circa, like maybe back in the day, it would have been uh, would have yeah. been cool and acceptable, but uh, I, I was a part of just the worst era of Circa ever. <laughs> yeah, it was such a, little, a glory company. It was a little rough over there for a bit after it, the glory. It was days. bad. Yeah, they they went under, and some some rich dude brought you know, invested and brought the company back. And so they had money. So they were paying me, but the team was just a disaster. The team managers were a disaster. It was just the zero art direction at all. And the worst quality shoes I've ever experienced. So hands down circa. That's such a random thing for like a rich person to be like, all right, let's bring this fucking back (laughs) and waste a bunch of money. Why, why would you think it would fucking work? Like it went under for a reason. Like, yeah, I don't know, but yeah. I, I think I was the only one on the team that made it out from that era. Like everyone else, just n- no longer was sponsored after that. <laughs> oh shit! Oh yeah. hell yeah, bro! <laughs> Pretty gnarly. Dusted. Favorite teammate ever? I'm gonna. I get to choose from Spitfire, which <laughs> uh, is a, is a cheat code. But uh, Frank Gerwer is one of my favorite human beings Damn. alive. Hell yeah. Big ledge. <clears throat> yep. Yep. Best person ever. Almost. Worst teammate ever. Um, Gravette. David Gravette. <laughs> From those, cir- those circuit days. Like, and whatever. It might sound harsh, but if you saw what we dealt with, uh, <laughs> it was unreal how bad this it was going on trips with this dude. So I hope he's happy wherever he is. I mean, shit, we've all seen those, like, those Insta edits of him freaking out. I could see that being hard to hang out with at times. 
Dude. And it was like towards the end, like he like stopped skating the rails that everyone knew he skated and he started doing like circus tricks. So we were just like waiting at him. <laughs> oh my God, dude, I could go oh, on for no. hours, but I don't, he doesn't deserve that. And, and nor do your listeners. So let's just say he's the harshest one. <laughs> Worst company. Oh God. I mean, bones wheels is, is so bad. Oh. And like, I don't know how you guys, how Karayuma is felt globally, but like in Los Angeles, Karayuma is like shoved down your throat here. So it's, I'd, I'd say that it's, it's either Bones Wheels or, or the Yuma. The <laughs> Yuma. <laughs> right? I mean, that might be unrelevant if, if, if they're not like, you know, advertising in Canada or Europe or something. People are like, why does he hate that company? But nah, it's, nah, it's nah. pretty brutal over here in L.A. It's funny how you tried yeah, to make it less it harsh, <laughs> a little less harsh. Like, oh, I don't know how they felt, like how people feel about it globally, but we have a reason yeah. here. No, I'm pretty sure people feel like that everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, worst trend is fake anything, um, whether it's it's what you're doing with your body, your hands, uh, whether it's what you're wearing fucking anything fake is, is is pretty bad you know when when people think that this the 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 clothes will cover up how much they suck at skating if the filming and the clothing like will will, will cover up their lack of skill like i mean you might fool some people but like yeah i'd, oh, I'd say the, the worst trend is 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 trying to cover up your dog shit skating <laughs> love it worst style <laughs> oh that's a good one i don't fucking know you're not allowed like can i say myself oh you i feel like you already said that earlier but now i have to like roast more people i don't know i already destroyed gravette let's just say gravette current gravette not old not old old gravette oh. was good but <laughs> let's let's say whatever he's doing now last person you want on the sesh Probably him too, man. I mean, I don't know why there'd be someone. There. I don't like hate him either. Oh. Like I, <laughs> yeah, like Jared, Jared Lucas and Gravette. I'd be like, oh, I just quit skating that. right there. Oh god, god. <laughs> you got pack it up. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. I guess that's that's it. All right, y'all. That's gonna wrap up our interview with Taylor Kirby, man. Can't thank you enough for for coming on the show. Of course, man. Thanks for having me. Definition of a real one. Thanks, bro. Appreciate it. Welcome back to the post office brought to you by our good friends over at Dickie Skateboarding. Quality workwear since 1922. From the work site to the streets, nobody keeps you fitted like Dickies. All right, Ghost, another packed post office. Who we got up first? You've got mail. All right, first up, we got an email from Noah Denker. Shalom, my homies. It's easy to become spoiled and used to amazing graphic design in the skate space. Point is, y'all have incredibly rad ass shit. Shout out to the genius that did your guys' visual work. Let the people know. Who are some artists or designers y'all look up to trying to get on the pod? 
Love the Kastrusi episode for this reason. Want to hear more about the creative wizards who rule our land. Hell yeah, definitely shout out to the geniuses behind all of our stuff. Ronan McGee, Kevin Fitzgerald, and obviously the GOAT, Scotty Booth, who uh, basically has become the Bunt Swiss Army Knife, man. Does literally any and everything and kills it every time. Shit, man, I actually have no expertise in this area i uh i feel terrible that i don't have someone to pick i could tell you what brands i'd like like obviously loved all the aesthetic shit when i was younger but shit man i'm blowing it i need to do some more research and we definitely need to get some some more filmers photographers and designers on the pod in the coming seasons for show real talk ditto Uh, hit us at a weak spot there, Noah. <laughs> All right, next up, we've got an email from Timmy G. Yo, Bump Boys, great season so far. Keep it up. So I was just listening to the Kevin Braun episode, and he said his favorite style is Nick Basario. Usually this comes with an answer like Gino, Penny, Appleyard, etc. So the question is, what is both of your favorite style in a more conventional sense? Cheers. Thanks for the great pod. Favorite style, man. What is it, Ghost? What does he mean in a more conventional sense? Like I don't know. Just not the Nick Basario pick? Or does he mean not the classic Gino Penny Appleyard pick? Why don't we do one classic and then one kind of like oddball one? I'd say my favorite like classic style for sure was Rally when I was a kid. I used to absolutely worship rally my first email ever was rally rips at hotmail.com yeah couldn't get enough jeff rally you know vans gang from from time and then nowadays favorite style shit there's a lot of good ones but um i'll go with nick stain man absolutely uh love that guy real shit for conventional i was definitely an apple yard guy growing up still love anything he puts out but that style was just 100 percent flawless these days if i'm going let's pick like a more zany steez i really like rowan zarilla oh he's him dude you know he's unique when you see a clip from him you know it's him immediately yeah he's just fucking stee oh and and yalde yalde Yalde. Is it, fuck, I forget if I'm saying it right, but you know who you I did, mean, man. Hajalti the God. points right there. <laughs> All right, next up, we got an email from Adam Z. Yo, Bump Boys, I hope your Canadian summer was everything you could have asked for and more. This new season is gas, you heard? Anyway, I'm here to bring up the issue of the man bun. I know it's whack. I know you know it's whack. But is it not the most effective way to hold back long hair while throwing yourself down a set? It's a step up in style points from a ponytail, right? I have long hair and sometimes it blinds me while I'm doing a trick or trying to roll away from one and I put my hair in a man bun out of preventing myself from eating shit on the board. I just don't think people in skating who wear them are doing it for style, but more so utility. Let me know if I've maybe shifted your perspective on this. Thanks, players. Peace. Absolutely not. Three words. Wear a hat. At no point do you need to have a man bun. Just put a hat on, man. Wear a baseball cap. 
or a toque or cut your hair like <laughs> so i guess that's yeah. two types of three word sentences wear a hat or cut your hair or just be proud of the man bun don't like come on adam man like i know you're better than that trying to like make excuses for rocking the man bun you know. Yeah, there's ways around it, man. Come on, Donald just gave you the easiest one. Throw a hat on that shit. <clears throat> and uh, problem solved. I mean, you said it yourself. You started your email by saying, you know it's whack. Like yourself, and we know it's whack. So why are you even trying to fucking go back on that shit? Unless you're Gustav, it ain't, it ain't popping, man. Just got that long, luscious hair for the ladies, but... In the skate game, get roasted for that one. Nice try, though, Adam. Appreciate the effort. All right, next up, we've got a voice note from CJ Santillian. Let's take a listen. The First time, long time. Shout out to Donovan. Shout out to Safer. Shout out to Ants One on the board all the way in UK. You feel me? Boys, I'm out here in Midland, Texas right now. I'm originally from San Antonio, Texas, but I currently live in Houston, Texas. And I preface that with saying that it's all because of blue collar work. I work in oil and gas, but I still love to skate. Boys, I've been skating for like 20 years. I'm 30 years old. Shit. But I'll get straight to the meat and potatoes of the topic, boys. Who are some of y'all's favorite blue collar skaters doing it out there them people that are out there making it happen but still make time to go to the park and do what they gotta do boys all right holla back at me boys bye fucking hell we love them blue collar skaters out there in the world man ain't nothing better than seeing someone putting in that nine to five and still dropping video parts at the end of the day used to be us but we're washed now some of the guys that come to mind are the fucking the boys down there in Richmond, Virginia, man. Ty oh, Beal comes to mind. Shit, I wish I had more names off the top of my head. But all those boys in the bus crew, they're really doing it, man. Working those blue collar jobs and still getting in the streets. We uh, we love that shit. CJ, man, much respect for you. Working those hard jobs and still finding time to skate. Ain't easy on the knees, man. Oh, did he mean people with jobs that be doing it as blue collar? Yeah, but like the real, the hard jobs, man. Because I was going to say Leo Romero, but his skate style is just blue collar as fuck. No, no, no. I think he means people working, dog. Right. Well, if we're going people working, let me think here. Well, yo, how could I just not say the man, well, one of the two homies... Oh, I could just say both. Behind Blue Collar Hardware up here in Canada, Kevin Lowry and Brian Weary, man. If that ain't Blue Collar, I don't know what is. You got it. Thank you for the email all the way from Texas, man. We got to get a trip going down there. I got to see Texas in my life. Yeah, we got to go to a Cowboys game Jerry's World. That'd be like 40th birthday, Steve. We make it down to fucking Jerry's World, man. Uh Oh, don't tempt me with the good time. All right, next up, we've got an email from Rupe Venalainen. Yeah, hopefully I did all right there. What's up, what's up, Bunk Gang? It's Rupe from Lapland, Finland. Long-time listener, first-time emailer. 
thought I'd make a proposition for a new question to be added to the infamous rapid fire with the ghost. Most underrated skater. That's also the question I want to ask you guys. Who do you think is the most underrated skater? Safefoot, Dono, and Ants, thank you and shouts out to you all for keeping the barns burning. Peace. P.S. Get your asses to Finland next summer for the cough downhill death race and hell ride. It's mental. <laughs> most underrated most, skater? Yeah, here we go. I like this one, man. Yeah, that's a good one. Good, uh... Add it to the mix, although the season's already done being recorded, so maybe next season if uh if we remember. Do you think you'll ever update the rapid fire with the ghost, man? I have many times. I think did we ask this one before? I swear Johnny Purcell suggested we put that on at one point. Hmm. It might have already been one. But nevertheless, it's a good one. We'll see what pops. I haven't updated it in a while, but or the last one I changed was the one you wanted to add, which I like. Um, worst trend yeah. that you've been a part of, where you clown yourself Ooh. a little bit. Heater. Yeah. Thanks for the suggestion. Shit, man. I got to show some love to, to the guests we had on this season, man. Taylor Kirby, Kevin Braun. That crazy bastard John Dilo, man. Oh, my God. Yeah. A psycho motherfucker. Yeah, he right he's there. also definitely honorable mention in the best switch flips in all of skateboarding. If you, if he's in your top five, I got no. You know what I'm saying? It's really hard to pick only five, but he's one of the guys where it's like if he's in your five, I'm not arguing against him. Him, the P Rods, the PJ Lads, the Gustavs, the fucking Paul Treps, the Carlos Ribeiros. Anyways, tangent sidetracked. All right, let's keep it moving. Next up, we got an email from Robin Kirkham. Gotta correct a shady mistake from the post office. Roos Zwellsloot was the goddamn content page of the December 2021 Thrasher. That is totally different to the listener claiming she paid to put an ad in the mag. Put some respect on the woman's name, you jabroni. It is misogynistic to suggest that women should be judged as men. Women should be judged as women. Progression in women's skateboarding is progression in women's skateboarding. Much love to the Bunt family. From Robin. Um, we could not agree more. You also attached the picture. Yo, I think that's the home. I think she's, she's Dutch, man. I think she's from the Netherlands where I was born. And whenever I watch her in contests, I'm always cheering for her. She's so gnarly. And that photo was sick. I had not seen that at the time, but that's epic. Next up, we've got an email from Jimmy Pomodoro. What's goody, bump boys? Just finished watching Will Marshall's part in the new Alzheimer's video for the third time tonight. How hyped are you on that shit? Also, were either you ever invited to skate in the All City Showdown in Toronto? If so, why didn't you skate in it? Seifa, you keep teasing us with IG clips, but we're still waiting on the street clips. Much love to both of you. Shout out Kilroy's Pizza, Stevie's Famous, Farce, and Seattle Skateboarding. Shit, lots to unpack there, man. Well, what's the All City Showdown? What was that? One of those video contest things they used to do? Oh, is that what that was? The Converse stuff? Maybe, yeah, yeah, I think that is. Because I was thinking about those like those crazy contests they had in like LA. What were those called? Where it was like oh. battle, battle of the brands. 
Yeah, and each brand had a obstacles. different obstacle. Yeah. yeah, that was like a Vans some showdown though. Yeah, we never had those here. Yeah, no, I think anyone. I think yo, didn't we bunt making one one year like a drift? Weren't we gonna do one like me, you, Cody, and Jake's or something? Yeah, maybe. Sounds yeah, like we, something we wouldn't do. <laughs> yeah, but then you look around and you're like, oh shit, Ben Patterson and John Cause are fucking about to shut down downtown Toronto in one day. And then you got Morgan and another group. Um, that shit was just... We've been dusty for a long time, man, because those were so long ago and I still felt too dusty back then. <laughs> street um, clips, bro. They're coming, Oh, man. street clips. The ghost is just warming up here. Just yeah, let street... Them, let yo. Them, let them work. Yo, this winter I'm putting in work at the skate loft and then I'm going to California in February, Miami. And uh, I'm going to be ready. I'm going to be ready. 2023, it's fucking on. You heard me? Mason, Mason's little fucking ass was chirping me in the text the other day. saying like, Just saying, like, he's just chirping me. <laughs> we coming this year. You heard me, Mason? <laughs> All right, next up, we got an email from Trevor Pollard. What up, Bunt Gang? On the last nice day of weather here in Calgary, I learned two new tricks on the pad. Switch Ooh. Manny and Half Cab Nose Manny back 180 out. And now I want to learn some more manuals, but I'm curious to know what is your favorite Manny trick and what is a fun one you would recommend I try to learn? P.S. Best pod in the biz, you dig? Ah, uh, Trev. I wonder how old Trevor is. Sounds like. Actually, I don't want to guess because if I say it's too young and he's not, oh. get cheesed. But sound, that's a cute little email right there. Favorite Manny. You know what? These days, my favorite Manny is just like that nice first try switch manual when you're warming up, you know? Yeah, but that's what he just, that's the one he learned. You want something new, man. No, 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 I know. No, but he asked what our favorite Manny is. As well as some recommendations. Oh, and it was one you would recommend. Yeah, yeah. So you you know the one I'm talking about when you're warming up and you go for that first switch, Manny, where usually like you put your front wheels down because your legs aren't warmed up yet. But when you just get a nice first T one, dude, switch, um, Manny feels so much better than manual. Oh yeah, it's not even close. Like regular manual just feels it's the not worst even by far. Anymore. Yeah, I'd say it's, it's a battle struggle between... to get up there. First of all. Yeah. No matter how low it is. Switch nose manis and switch manis are the they're kind of a tie. They both feel good in their own way. And then nose manny and then manual, in my opinion. Easily. Um I don't know, this is probably one for both of us. Another one that has that feeling of once you get in, you're good is the one of our favorites, fakey shove switch manny like oh, when that's that shove just goes in, it just it locks in easier than any grind there is. You know, like Faggy Shove, Switch Manny. Give that one a little whirl, man. Once you get that one going, you'll like it. Yeah, and then this is a harder one. I don't know how good your uh, back breaking. I guess it's not technically a backbreaker, but it's just, it's tough. But Switch Manny, Switch Front 180, they're kind of tough to get a hang of, but that unlocks so many more tricks. 
Like once you start doing like a switch heel Manny and then you could throw 180 out, fakey shove in, 180 out, switch flip in, 180 out. So that's a nice one. You just gotta turn your shoulders real hard and like kind of start to turn as soon as you lock. Um, what else? Switch classic, switch 180 Manny, back 180 if you haven't done that. Um, that's such a classic. We, we don't know what your skill level is though. It's hard to know what you already know how to do. But mm -hmm. uh, fake you shove Manny is a good one. And then switch flip Manny if you got switch flips. Kick flip nose Manny. Sure. I don't fucking Dude, know. Dude, switch nose Manny, fakey flip is fun too. Yeah. That's hard definitely. for sure. Um, all right. Thanks for the email, Trevor. Safe, it definitely took a liking to you. <laughs> all right. Next up, we've got an email from Sammy Gronka Suampera. Dude, I think I was pretty close there. First time writer, long time listener. First of all, thanks for all the work you guys put into the podcast and keep delivering the good shit for the people. I myself just moved into my first apartment to live my own and you guys have been really helpful because I've been missing my family quite a lot and been feeling lonely. So your podcast has helped me to not feel so goddamn lonely all the time. Major thanks. So my question to both of you is, if you would start a skate brand, what would you call it? What would the art style be of the boards? And what would your promo video be called? Sayonara, my brethren's. Best wishes to y'all all the way from northern Sweden. Peace. If that's not heartwarming, I don't know what is, man. That's that's very heartwarming. We're glad we could be a part of your life and uh, put a smile on your face from time to time. Big shout, Sammy. But I just gotta say that question takes way too much effort. You got you you got some shit. Like we're basically we gotta start a brand off the top of our heads right now takes so much work but um let's give it a how shot how long here. it took us to start this podcast <laughs> in years man sammy man keep listening we love you and uh we don't have a board brand for a reason because we can't think of any of that shit yeah the board brand would be called the bunt and we'd have the same graphics and we would do one board per season and the promo video video would be called the bunt promo video <laughs> you get me it would never come out oh don't say that 2028 but yo let's uh donald you've mentioned it before it would be fun to do like a a collector's board every every once in a while oh yeah the bunt jam we're gonna have a board at the bunt jam trust me shoot <laughs> trust me that's what we're going to be riding at the Bunt Jam. Oh, shit. No, no, no. I ride real skateboards, man. Don't fuck with me. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Next up, we got an email. Hello, the Bunt. Who had the best skate team of all time? 1998 New York Yankees, 95, 96 Bulls, 2006 Baker. Why the hell is there sports teams in this? <laughs> I think he's just trying to get his point across of how sick the Baker team was. Um, I got one to add in. It's got to be the S squad in 2000 around the for the Menic Maddie video. That is all time team, all in their primes. S Menic Maddie, man. Real shit. That's a good one. 
I feel like anytime this comes up, we drop the Minic Maddie team, and then whoever says that one first, the other person says flip sorry. It's a. Uh, that's the era we grew up in, and those answers probably ain't changing anytime soon. All right. Let's do one more here. We're going to end it off with a bang. We got an email from Jay Mambo Franzmeyer. What's up, Bunt fam? Jay chiming in from Chicago once again. I know y'all saw my boy Kirko Chains let his nuts hang all over the bills. Y'all feel me? <laughs> Although I know we're not on his short list, do you think this win might convince OBJ to sign with us? Kevin O'Connell worked with him in LA. He's got the same agent as Daniel Hunter, and him and JJ are LSU alums. A little far-fetched, but I think it's in the realm of possibility. And even with Hawk, we still need a bona fide wide receiver too. Bonus skate question. Now that it's chilly season, does that motivate y'all to get outside and skate while it's still bearable? Or do y'all just pack it in for the season? That's all for now. Be easy, y'all. And Ants, let me get a bitch I'm in these streets. Bitch I'm in these streets. What's Chiming in from Chicago, but he's a Minnesota fan. Um, Kirko, you know, had me convinced for a week or two. Down in Dallas, the real Kirk Cousins showed his ugly head again on what Michael the Playmaker Irving called the perfect game played by the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, one of my favorite weeks in first take history. Uh, <laughs> he was just going off all week. Kirk Cousins, you never know what you're going to get when he steps out there. And primetime is uh, definitely a different story. Is OBJ going to sign with the Minnesota Vikings? I have to say no. It's going to be a hard no. I think he's going to end up in Dallas, Baltimore, or Buffalo. Yeah, I'm gonna say it's a Dallas thing for show, bro. That game was incredible. It's funny we're so far behind. We're just getting the emails about that game now. But uh, yeah, sorry, your Vikings ain't getting him. But yo, Captain Kirk, man, that he's so frustrating. Obviously, I played him in that game, put up like two fantasy points, so I bench him the next week when he's against fucking. Uh, Belichick in primetime everything telling you that he's gonna flop and then he has his best game of the season but uh, rooting for the Vikings overall so I was happy but it was like 30 points ish on my bench annoying um, <laughs> yo hold on hold on yo one more one more email I don't think there's a question in it hold so, on it was finish up do you how far do you go skating outside in the cold Oh. Honestly, when we were kids, we would skate through the fucking salt just like anybody else. Nowadays, it's a little less motivating for me to get out there in the cold, man. Warming up is hard enough when it's nice out. Um, so I definitely don't push it very far. I'll skate with like when it's chilly with like a sweater and a long sleeve and maybe gloves at worst. But after that, like I'm not skating in a jacket. Like I'm not getting cold, like super cold outside. It's just not happening. Yeah, no, that's that's a thing of the past for sure. Definitely so many memories of skating in the salt and just like forcing it so hard but loving it. But that was just a different time, man. I was young back then. Like, even skating stairs in the winter, like that'd be so painful now. But hey, well, them Philly boys stay doing that, man. Some real ones down there. But yeah, I... I Yo, I'd be hitting the skate park when it's still fucking, like, 
someone nice out sometimes because just gotta gotta get that easy smooth cruise on sometimes you know what i'm saying the streets be hurting <laughs> but uh do your thing okay last one more this one just came in today but i want to sorry gotta skip like 30 emails here just to get this one in this season all right little story time from william fossum paul trepp story what's poppin bunk crew my name is will fossum and i'm a new listener as of the past month damn welcome to the bunt gang g i love the show and everything you guys do the toronto slang makes me feel back at home as i'm now living in bc instead of ottawa when i started listening to the podcast i started with all the ottawa legends mitch wade spencer i just love that mitch's name is rightfully with that trio and soon noticed that the main man paul trepp came up in most of the interviews rightfully so man is a beast i also noticed that most guys are not sure what he's up to lately anyways a few summers ago i was working in ottawa for a landscaping company and was working with paul i had no idea who paul was just thought he was another random worker one day our boss made a joke about how paul was a super good skater back in the day and i didn't really believe him so on our lunch break i got my board and shoes out of my car and started skating flat out of nowhere paul asks for a turn and drops a perfect tray flip and nolly flip first try and steel toes and i was blown away that night i went home and looked up paul and watched his top dollar part and at that point i knew i was working alongside a god i thought i'd share this story with you guys as i thought it was pretty funny also thanks for adding charlie to the list of top ottawa skaters in the last episode that man taught me how to skate 613 all the way p.s i apologize for any spelling mistakes or improper grammar i haven't written anything this long since high school <laughs> holy fuck that's awesome that's a that's a top five email of all time uh we both worship trep growing up anytime he comes up i just love just reminiscing on the good old days saw him last summer great to see him and catch up i think he's still landscaping but uh another shout out to charlie but yeah that's an amazing story man but yo did you did you grow up in ottawa like how the fuck were you not aware of top dollar that's my only question you must be maybe he's just too young too young yeah Yeah. but even still like that's like probably trep was in and out quick like he didn't like it it would be easy to miss that like short period of time you know like the longevity for paul's career wasn't like for us it was just monumental but outside of like our age group i could see it being being missed you know yeah i feel like he still had a good like 10 year run or something though it just it just trips me out that if you grew up in ottawa you you hadn't seen top dollar or weren't familiar with paul trepp but anyways regardless you did your homework which we appreciate and you know he's a skate god and that's so funny man you guys probably had a a good rest of your summer landscaping together i'm sure you were picking his brain on all the mold stories from back in the day dude i'll never forget the first night I met Paul Trepp and he did back nose bun on the bump to red bench at Bata. And I was literally in shock. I think we were young then. And my mom was like, where the fuck are you? Like, you're supposed to be home hours ago. I was like, honestly, I can't leave. There's nothing I can do. Like, I'm watching this guy skate. Like, I have to stay here and watch this guy skate. <laughs> yo, I'll that be home when I get so home, sick. yo. 
Like this yeah. guy's going off right now. Didn't he do like switch backside flip on flat and then back nose blunt? Like the most yeah, random and Wade, line. And Wade was skating in a leather jacket for some reason. <laughs> like had an unzipped leather jacket and did front nose blunt. But it was just like they were just so far ahead of us. Like they pulled up. We were there skating like in the like somewhat dark and they like pulled up with big man posse posse shout out set up the lights you know just handled it like pro styles and blew our minds back then man i missed that session i fucking wish i was there all right y'all that's gonna wrap up the post office for this week another banging episode of the post office get your emails and voice notes into the bunt live at gmail.com next week post office going crazy man i ain't even gonna I ain't even going to spill the beans, but you got to be here to see it. Yeah, there may or may not be a special guest in the post office next week. So bring your best content because we're going to be selective next week. Yo, we got to like pre-select these ahead of time. Make sure it's the crispiest post office of all time. This is The Rundown, the skateboard world source for sports, brought to you by the one and only Steam Whistle, Canada's premium pilsner, the only buzz. The NFL did not disappoint. Thanksgiving Day, three games, one of my favorite days of the year, American Thanksgiving. Um, Dude, started with the Bills in Detroit. Shouldn't have been as close as it was, but when the good guys come out on top, it doesn't really matter. Real shit, man. That was uh, <clears throat> impressive by Detroit, to say the least. But the Bills fucking needed that one, man. Every They've been top of mind. Everyone coming at them left, right, and center after some shaky weeks there. Josh Allen with the red zone turnovers. Had another one in that game, actually. But... Uh, you know, it doesn't get talked about as much when you get the W, you know what I'm saying? When you're eating the turkey leg at the end of the day and you got your kicker beside you, just know it wasn't all you, baby. And that's why they got every man on the team. That kicker, Bass, he ain't playing. The boot's working, and it was working in Detroit on Thanksgiving. But it just comes back to Stefan Diggs and having that trusty wide receiver, man. Diggsy and Allen... One of my favorite combos in the NFL. Bro, Diggs was on another one that day. That fucking catch to set them up for the field goal was just insane. Like, the, the pass itself was ridiculous. The reception, just beautiful. But uh, what do you think about that little, that little uh, discussion, let's say, he was having with Coach when he he went untargeted for like what was that was that the whole first half i can't remember first quarter but they were struggling he had no targets and then all of a sudden they start targeting him and the game opens right up for them man yeah man sometimes you out coach yourself and you go out there thinking oh they're gonna put two guys on digs maybe they're gonna have you know safety watching over digs we can use gabe davis maybe some Dawson Knox we can we can work around it like they were using McKenzie a lot in the first half but dude squeaky wheel gets the grease and sometimes you just gotta go to the playmaker and they go to Stefan Diggs and they get the job done I wouldn't recommend that game plan going forward I would just go with Diggsy from the jump but that's why 
we're doing a free podcast and those guys are coaching the Buffalo Bills. <laughs> yeah, Isaiah McKenzie, man, he did it big in that first half. That was dope to see. Um, he's, he's a rookie, right? Mm-hmm. That's OBJ's spot. Like, if OBJ goes there, he'll get to play that role. And can you imagine having OBJ in that position? Jeez. Woo. The next game was America's team quickly becoming one of our favorite teams just because they're linked to Michael Irvin. The Dallas Cowboys and the New York Giants, unlike the game against Minnesota, wasn't a perfect game against the Giants. We knew it would be tough, the coaching they got down there and the game playing they do on the Giants, but the Cowboys pulled off the second half comeback, man, showing they're versatile, whether they're playing with the lead, playing without the lead. They're starting to learn how to win these tough games. Yeah, it was... uh... That was a fun game too. You know, the first half kept it interesting, but they just opened the game wide open in that second half. Fucking, although CD didn't get a touchdown, he kept getting them into, you know, scoring range. Some real nice catches, barely missed that. I thought that was a touchdown, that one fucking catch in the end zone. Still confused by that one. But uh, yeah, it was great to see. And then Zeke fucking, rolling the clock back in that game obviously everyone was all over pollard after what he did the previous two weeks but uh the roles got reversed uh pollard was not doing the most in terms of a yards per carry zeke was looking like a beast and he ended up with the two rushing touchdowns just a nice performance overall man i'm i'm just starting to get so excited for the nfl playoffs man there's a lot of good teams these days and every game is interesting, man. But quick question for you here. What do we do? Oh, man. What do we do? What do the Cowboys do with Tony Pollard? You pay the man to keep him in the building. You keep going with Zeke. Or you try to trade Zeke. Like, what is the move with Tony Pollard? I think... Yeah, I don't know, man. I feel like you need to find a way to move on from Zeke. And, you know, Pollard can be your your go-to guy for the next three seasons you know what i'm saying but jerry jones just seems to love zeke so much so i don't i don't know that's gonna be really interesting to to watch develop i think you gotta restructure zeke's contract to keep them both in the building man at some point zeke's gotta yeah. look in the mirror and say you know what i got him good with this contract you know and they gave it to me <laughs> and they gave it to him you yeah. know it wasn't easy but they gave it to him so maybe you just make it work if you want to stay on a winning team because having the both of them clearly is working so it is what it is and the real shit i'm just saying if you had to pick one i would oh if you had to pick one yeah more explosive guy right absolutely and the last game of thanksgiving which i bet a lot of people didn't think was going to be as interesting as it was the vikings and the patriots man what do you think was that a catch by Hunter Henry? Yeah, I don't know. That that seemed like some highway robbery to me. Ball never touched the ground. He resecures it on his chest. His hand was under the ball. I don't think it ever touched the ground. But you know what I'm saying? Sometimes my boy Captain Kirk just <laughs> needs a little helping hand from the refs. <laughs> and I, the fraudulent Vikings do it again. And I don't think the Patriots are anyone to be saying they haven't had any calls in their time. <laughs> it's a tough place to be, you know what I mean? To be a New England Patriot begging for calls when 
when when it was Brady and Belichick, they had the direct line to Goodell for years. So not much you can do. It was a catch, clearly, but as we've come to realize, these things happen in the NFL. Real shit. Um, one thing we want to talk about from the Sunday's game, moving away from Thanksgiving a little bit, but what a Thanksgiving it was. There was some discussion in some group chats about the benching of Zach Wilson. I was against it wholeheartedly. The minute you go away from a young QB, you know, it's possible you never get him back. And originally I thought they were going to go to Flacco, which would have made absolutely no sense. They go back to the younger quarterback and Mike White, who I still didn't think had anything left in him. But he proved me wrong on Sunday. Mike White thrown for over 300 yards and three TDs. Didn't see it coming, man. Uh, so so what now? You just stick with Mike White moving forward? I saw it coming. Yeah. Oh, shut the fuck I, up, man. I put, yo. You didn't say I, shit I, in I that conversation. I paid good fab dollars. I paid big fab dollars to get Garrett Wilson Saturday morning, is, even though no one, no one bid on him. He's not only lying to but the yo. people. You're lying to yourself, man. Bruv, look at the fucking waivers. Look at... I paid for Garrett Wilson. The second I saw that they were moving on, even if it was Flacco, I was going to pick up Wilson because nothing could be as bad as Yeah, so it didn't necessarily have something to Zach do with Wilson. Mike White. It was just another quarterback in Bruv, general. I remember... No, 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 no. Bruv, I remember Mike White's flash in the pan oh, last year, man. Get hell. He, no, I... Bruv... <laughs> Why would, I'm not the type to lie about random shit like this. You know this. I Mike White I had some it, big weeks last lie year. Is one he, thing exaggerate, man? Okay, did I see exactly 315 yards or whatever he did and three touchdowns? No, but I knew to fucking pick up Garrett Wilson ASAP, Rocky, and I even thought about picking up Elijah Moore, but I didn't have the bench space just to see who his favorite target was going to be. But, I mean, they both came up big. But, yo, I'm going to be flexing Garrett Wilson rest of season if they stick with Mike White. Uh, I'm hyped. I I was sick of Zach Wilson. Like, he let down the offense. Or sorry, he let down the defense. He let down the whole team. And then that press conference shit pissed me off, too. No accountability. Um, it's going to be... You can't go back to him now. We'll see if maybe if Mike White starts sucking, maybe you go back to him if you're like out of playoff contention. But at this point, it's the Mike White show. Let's keep it going and uh, let's keep the Jets fun for fantasy and for real life. Everybody wins when the Jets are rolling, according to Saifa. Um, <laughs> do we have things to worry about down there in Baltimore, man? It is. This was supposed to be Lamar Jackson's MVP season. Turned down mega millions. And every week it just seems a little bleaker and bleaker down in Baltimore. Bro, yeah, part of me is like he has no receivers. But then part of me is watching the games and I'm just like, man, these, these dusty three and outs, like just field goals all day. They, they can't fucking sustain drives. The, the run game is banged up. I mean, today, Gus Edwards was back at least. He had some nice some nice runs. But, yeah, man, they they've barely squeaked by. They're 7-4 and four now. And, like, they could easily be 4-7, and seven, I feel like. Uh, 
I don't know. I don't know what they. I just Odell going there would be sick, but I don't know if he puts them over the top. I want him to go to Dallas, but they need to just fucking draft some stud receivers, man. I feel like I feel like he's the new Aaron Rodgers, you know, when they just never help him on offense or they just draft another damn running back because mm-hmm. they always have like 30 and half of them are injured but it'd be nice if he had like i still don't know why they they let fucking hollywood brown dip they need they need a dude like him and man what sucked was deshaun jackson had like a huge catch to which led to a touchdown which he thought was the game-winning touchdown but then fucking Trevor Lawrence had something to say about that. Yep. But yeah, like Deshaun Jackson ain't the answer. You know what I'm saying? Not the answer. No disrespect to a legend. No, obviously not. But his time is, you know, he's been around the league a long time. And to put that much pressure on a guy like Deshaun to be the number one is uh, it's just not going to work. And Justin Tucker did everything in his goddamn power to attempt to win them that game, man. Even that guy... Almost kicked a 67-yard field goal to win the game. Like, Bro, I thought that was in. They've been living off of Justin Tucker's back for a long time now, man. And it's time for the rest of the offense to to show up and take accountability a la Zach Wilson and Mike White. Yeah, come on, man. Draft a fucking receiver or trade for one. And uh, let's make Lamar's life a little easier, shall we? And Mark Andrews, yes, man, please. catch the fucking this guy dropped like three, two big passes and an easy touchdown today. Come on, bro. He's got to be better. Everyone's got to be better over there in Baltimore. Even Lamar, man. Real shit. Well, can we talk about the dominating Miami Dolphins for a quick second here? Who had 287 yards to Houston's 32 offensive yards in the first half. Uh, Goddamn, we knew it was going to be a beatdown, but Jesus Christ, what they did to Houston was just just terrible. The Miami Dolphins, a true threat to the Buffalo Bills and the Kansas City Chiefs. Bro, when, when I said I couldn't wait for the playoffs, thinking about the Cowboys, the other team in my mind that I cannot wait to see in the playoffs is Miami. There's like the top talent is just so next level and then the bottom feeders are pretty dusty. But once you eliminate the bottom feeders and it's all good teams, man, there's going to be some spicy matchups this year. And I think the only thing that's going to stop Miami is playing somewhere cold as fuck this year, man. Yeah, but luckily right now, record is is holding out. They're, you know, going to get a couple home games. Uh, they do have to go into Buffalo December 18th, which is going to be a fucking hell of a matchup. The Bills have trouble with the Dolphins, but it's going to be cold as shit in Buffalo in late December, man. Yeah, it's going to be like, yo, Miami's got to go up to Buffalo next week or the week after. I'm pretty sure. Uh, next week, they're in San Francisco, and then the week after, they're in Los Angeles. So some warm games. Yeah, that's going to be week 15. I am definitely going to be watching that game, paying real attention to uh, Tua, Tyreek, and them boys. Actually, Tyreek's used to the cold, but the Waddles and the fucking Tua's, see how they fucking be acting there. If they're still wheeling and dealing, Jeff Wilson 
lead back these days. He's San Francisco to Miami. Can he handle the cold? We'll see, man. It's going to be a good game. All right, y'all. That is going to wrap up this week's episode of The Bunt. Only one week left to go, and we got a banger for you next week, baby. You know we don't disappoint for the people. Real shit. I think I said we're going to have some NBA talk in the intro, so let me just throw in one thing. (laughs) Steph Curry is that dude. That is all. That's awesome, man.